Hey, what's going on, Clover people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And today we're going to be talking about the freshies. Every single Monday we like to talk about guys fresh to the squad. Mm -hmm. And this week, there's some exciting news oh, for the tinfoil oh. hat set out there. We're some back. recent footage released with Paul George playing in some actual on-court action, so we're going to talk about that. And then every single Monday we also bring you the Luke Kennard Progress Report. Got to check in on how Mr. Ohio Basketball is doing, as well as Terrence Mann's Vorp Watch. Look, every single week we like to take a look at Terrence Mann and sort of where he ranks against a league average re replacement player. Not a perfect stat, but a good way to monitor his progress. Uh -huh. We're also going to be talking about some possible play-in scenarios in the freshies, so stay tuned for all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, yeah, so welcome to Locked On Clips. Coming at you five days a week. Yep. 7 a.m. Monday through Friday. Kill some windshield time. Make us your first listen. Gotta let you know this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay. Busy weekend for Clippers Hope. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, got a whole lot of uh, conspiratorial evidence we can put on our, our tack boards this week. We have Paul George using his right elbow content which was him and Zoo playing some ping pong at Paul George's house, which looked like a really fun time. Do you think uh, Paul George ever goes over to Zoo's house to play ping pong? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think Zoo's like, do you want to come by here? And Paul's like, why don't you come over here, man? Why don't you come over to my place? Ah, yeah, kids. Yeah, kids <laughs> really go busy. Can't, can't be too far from him. So he and Zoo are playing ping pong, um, which is great to see. Ping pong, notably... Game that uses the elbow? He was holding that paddle in the right hand. It seemed like he was beating Zoo also. Zoo was not playing the net very close. And then in some kind of potentially more tangible footage. So the player development coach known as Chad Bell for the Clippers. Great coach. Been with the team forever. Really nice Known guy. as Chad Bell or that's their name? <laughs> it is. It's his name. Uh, he actually goes by Coach Bell. So he's known by Coach Bell. Um, posted an Instagram story of some full court play that had Paul George in it playing basketball. It's kind of unclear if this was five on five or five on four or the members of, you know what I mean? Like, I think there were some coaches in on this game, but it's the footage wasn't grainy enough to really get my tinfoil hat <laughs> yeah, revved up. You that's know? fair. Uh, but it's more than we've seen him be doing no, in a while. And Kawhi Leonard was on the bench. Absolutely. Which is great too. Does any of this change your hope levels? Which do you which do you believe in more, the ping pong or the practice footage? First I mean, off? let's talk about Kawhi on the bench. Kawhi coming off the bench for this Clippers team? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he is also playing five on five. Who knows? Uh, no. Uh, but between these two things, I got to say I'm actually a little bit more psyched on the ping pong. I feel like that's a lot of mobility going on there. Now, yeah. I don't know the like, like I can't. It's hard to tell from the clip to to speak to the athlete like the competitive nature of this basketball game. You sure. know what I mean? He throws a full court pass. Yeah. But you're right. It was, I mean, it is more progress than we've seen. It, yeah. Generously, <laughs> I would say generously half speed on that. But, you know, so we have two more chances for a Chris Haynes update on TNT. We have the game on Tuesday and then the game on the 29th. There's no injury report yet um, for the Clippers versus uh, Jazz game that we're going to be previewing on tomorrow's episode. But, I think I'm at like 60-40 we're going to get a good Chris Haynes report on the 22nd. You think so? Yeah. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. You think so? So if it's not coming then, the 29th, it might be a little late. 
Well, if we haven't heard anything by the 29th, we will get definitive news that (laughs) neither of them are coming back for the regular season. That's a very. They won't even extend it to the playoffs. They say neither Paul George or Kawhi. They're just back for the regular season. That's fair. Um, All in all, pretty solid weekend for the Hope Heads out there, which we love to see. Uh, And then on the freshies, we're going to talk Robert Covington, the freshest guy back for the uh, LA Clippers. He's had two games since his return from whatever he was out from. Yeah, there was some speculation and uh, possibly a, a kid or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, either way, he's back. It was personal. Okay. Yes. Per- look, look. We're not going to dig into it. It was personal. <laughs> the injury report said personal. We're leaving it at that. Um, so in his two games back, he had seven points, four boards, three steals versus Toronto. He was plus four in a three-point loss. Good stuff off the bench there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, he was really good, too, just because, you know, we, we don't really have those wing stoppers. It's hard we, to play. We, I mean, like, we do, but it's just, like, with how rotations and lineups and stuff kind of have to work out. Right if now, you're, yeah. If, if you're running Batum and Morris, you know, for periods of time at the same time, uh, it gets a little bit more difficult. Yes, for sure. And, like, fully healthy, yeah, we can stop some wings. But this version against that Raptors team, yeah. that's tough to do. He was 3 of 6 from the 4, 1 of 3 from 3. Pretty good all around. First game back. Can't play in too many minutes. Uh, then he played versus Utah in whatever that performance was. Yeah, that was the, a game. The, the Clippers. <laughs> Technically, yeah, yeah. I heard that was a game. Um, he had 18 and 6 versus Utah. He was minus 18 in just under 30 minutes. Interestingly enough, 6 of 14 from the field. A season high in field goal attempts from him, which I don't mean this in a rude way. The Jazz were probably happy with. Yeah. Um, no disrespect to Covington, but that's, you know, who's probably going to be taking shots. How have we felt about these two games? Has he done anything? You know, I think the first game back, everyone was like, this is more of the great good stuff from Covington. Kind of instant positive things off the bench. Second well, game, I'm counting it as a wash. <laughs> you kind of got to strike that second game from the record because that yeah. was just um, that was just a really poor showing all around. Uh, that first game, I, I just think, you know, when we talked about it on the recap of that game, the most exciting thing was like seeing him in a closing lineup yep. uh, small. with, you know, two other power forwards, essentially. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then a backcourt of Reggie and Terrence. Um, that's a big-ass lineup for, yeah, for, for a small what, lineup. For, for what we have right now, you know, that's um, that to me is kind of a... Exciting, a tan- yeah. a, It's a tantalizing pairing. <laughs> yes. We are getting to see some cool bench tinkerings from Ty, um, which are going to be great to see, not as the primary option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's fully healthy. Absolutely. And Absolutely. then, yeah, that second game, just bad all around. Yeah, and I mean, it was rough to not have him around, especially just, you know, there was a stretch of kind of like winnable games before we kind of got into this hit the little skid. bit of a skid. Sure. Um, so, you know, I think he kind of, he definitely puts us over the edge, I feel like, in that Cleveland game. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. If he wasn't coming back from from just having time off, he would have got more minutes. I think things would have been different. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Shout out Robert Covington. Um, let us know over at Locked on Clips what your hope levels are at. Uh, is mine too high? Is it too low? I don't know. But uh, we're going to talk more about any other random footage we get. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking on the Luke Kennard Progress Report. Terrence Van Vorp Watch. Kind of some, some deep stuff to dive in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but first, got to give a shout out to Built Bar. Will, did you know that Bilt Bar had so many delicious flavors? I did not. It's, I thought they only had raspberry. They Well, that is what, raspberry is one of their flavors. They also have salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, coconut, cherry, barcia, mint brownie, and double chocolate. I have been enjoying double chocolate. You know, a little decadent. Sometimes like sometimes one's not enough. <laughs> I need to, yeah, exactly. Uh, if you don't want to try, you know, just one flavor, you can get a mixed box. 
You'll get two of each of the flavors. It's great. Not only are Built Bars fantastic tasting, they're fantastically healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Fantastic, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. They're the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Pretty neat. That is pretty neat. Pretty dang neat. Uh, Right now, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. All right. So every single Monday, we also like to bring you the Luke Kennard Progress Report. Yes. Just checking on on our boy, Luke Kennard. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of started, you know, after the extension that he kind of got in the offseason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we talked about, you know, how important it was for him to to sort of increase in his role. So let's just start yes. there uh, before we get into Terrence Mann. Luke Kennard, uh, over his last few games. Mr. Kennard. Mr. Kennard, yes. Uh, The most of Agent Smith voices. Uh, Look, you know, in in the three games since we last talked about him, he had 14 versus Cleveland, 13 versus Utah, laid an absolute egg versus Toronto. Only got two field goal attempts in that. We'll we'll talk on that more later. Mm -hmm. He has not shot better than 33% from three in the last week. Whew. Little rough. Three and nine versus Utah. You'd love to see the shot attempts up there. Absolutely. One of five versus Cleveland. That one's pretty rough. Rough. I alluded to it, but the most troubling game to me in this stretch is probably the 22 minute performance versus Toronto, where he only attempted two field goal attempts. I talked about this a little bit in the game uh, recap. So sorry to retread ground here, but like there were so many times during this game where I was like, what is Luke Kennard doing on the floor? Yeah. It was, and and we haven't. That's been a rarity this season where it's been and it was it was rarity last season to just completely be like he's being ineffective kind of like <laughs> totally. I oh that's what was so shocking about it. Yeah. When there are times yeah. like there are times when he can't get a shot off. There sure. are times where he's been hesitant, though it's been less this season. Um, but there's pretty like it's always clear to me what the goal is if you have Luke Kennard on the floor. There yeah. were times in that Toronto game where it's like like, are you just hoping that he'll randomly be open for a shot? Because, like, we yeah. weren't really, I didn't really feel like we were running motions to get him. It going. was twofold. Yeah. He was um, a little hesitant. And, and there he wasn't yeah, he was, a lot yeah. of effort. And I, I think, like, he was hesitant a couple of times early in the game. And I think it, it kind of turned into one of those things where you have a, like, a confluence of events where both, yeah. you know, then teammates were a little bit hesitant to pass to him yep. because he wasn't, you know, doing something with the ball in his hands. And then also we were having a lot of success just kind of driving straight Direct into the paint, yeah. <laughs> um, which, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you do get more of a tunnel vision in those types of scenarios. But uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about Luke Kennard's last week? I I don't think so. Um we want to see it be better. It's interesting now. He's shooting better from three than he is from the field, which is interesting. He's shooting 45%. I'm from fine. Three. I'll live with that. From the field, he's at 44%. Um, his three-point attempts, he's at like, he's like right at six this year, which all things considered this year, I'm not sure how much higher that could be. But I guess I would like to see I just it. hope we can stay that consistent, you know, when we're healthy. Yeah. Six field goal attempts a game. Because the hesitancy. three-point attempts a game, rather, sorry. Yeah. The hesitancy cannot be there when everyone's healthy. Yeah. It cannot be there when everyone's healthy. Well, and he won't have the same amount of leeway, obviously. So I think, that, I, I think that he'll feel the pressure. Luke is, I mean, he has a little bit of that Reggie, almost like clutch gene, where he might be 0 of 4. From three. But when he's taking that fifth shot, you're not mad at it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. definitely want him to take that. But That's a good I, I just kind of want to look at him so far on the season. I mean, he's averaging 12, 3, and 2. 
Okay. Is this better or worse than what you would had expected from from him? Well, I think everyone expected a much different season. <laughs> so, like, if that were everyone healthy, sure, I'd be like, oh, that's pretty solid. Like, we were just talking um, before the pod about how he's had a 50% increase in scoring from last season. Yeah. Which is a big jump. That's um, a big jump. Percentage-wise, absolutely. Um, but I think this year, I've been mostly pretty... You got to be pretty hyped, right? I mean, 45% from three. He's doing kind of exactly what he's supposed to be doing. I think what's happening with the roster is just too much for him to kind of deal with. And I think that's kind of fine once you take a step back from it. He's also getting way more attention from defenders this oh, season. Oh, yes. He's getting uh, gamed out. Than what he's going to see, you know, moving forward, especially if exactly. this team Great point. Uh, is at a fully healthy level. So, I, I mean, I think this is... I guess it's better than I had expected, but it's like about average with what my hopes were. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. I, like in you know, to me, if to me, like for Luke Kennard, twelve three and two, um, consistently. If he continues this level of at least effort on defense, yeah, I feel still like, shooting forties from three. Yeah, that like that's a really really solid contribution. Um, maybe if he could facilitate a little bit more off the bench. You know, but that's also going to be dependent on the players that he's around because yes. he's kind of limited in, you know, spaces that he can operate in if there's not much other shooting around him. You know, yeah. there's like kind of a lot of For variables sure. there uh, with him being more of a playmaker on the second unit. Um, but no, I, to me, this is like, this is like where my expectation, like where my hopes were, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but based on where we were last season from from Luke Kennard, my expectations were a little bit lower than what my hopes were. So I would say in that regard, we've exceeded expectations. And I think a major contributing factor of that to me is like, we've just seen that it is clear that he can do what he's supposed to do, and he can do. Well, not only can he do what he's supposed to do, but we actually know how to use him, and his yeah, teammates exactly. know how to operate with him on the floor, uh, which I didn't feel like. I didn't. That think, did not exist last year. <laughs> last season, I just didn't feel like we always got a sense of that. Yeah, that's a really good call. Um, the whole package has been better. The process has been great. Yeah, um, for Luke this year. Talking Terrence Mann now. Terrence Mann Vorp watch. Vorp is value over replacement player. If you're a zero, you're a bit better than a G leaguer. Uh, per the stat it's a cumulative stat it's a bit wonky and doesn't tell the whole story regardless it's an excuse to talk terrence man and his progress last season again this is a cumulative stat goes up or down uh, every game he was at a 0.6 for the whole season this season he's at a 0.6 with nine games left so should be able to have a better warp than last year yeah maybe be at a one yeah know, that'd be pretty cool um last three games since the last terrence man warp watch He's been kind of nothing short of fantastic. He's been crushing it lately, man. Yes. He's averaging 16.7 boards, 4.6 assists, one steal. Just phenomenal. I mean, yeah, he played 45 minutes versus the Raptors, but we needed all 45. Um, So he's just kind of, I mean, he said... He almost stole that one. Terrence Mann almost stole that one. He really almost did. Um, Man, that would have been great. He said he'd do whatever Tyloo needed. He's been doing that. Um... I mean, other like we kind of talked about it, but these last three games has been kind of sure the percentage against um, you know the the Raptors are necessarily the best, but he's kind of doing what we all wanted him to do from the start of the season, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's look. The thing is, that's so remarkable. It's just when he's aggressive on that second unit, he really truly can be 
a facilitator and driving sort of agent of that offense. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a spot that, you know, I, I had some serious questions about. And even, you know, coming into this season with all of our expectations for uh, man being as high as they were, you know, I, I don't think, I still don't think many of us were thinking of him as, you know, being kind of a, a point or facilitator type yeah. of role. Ty, yeah, Ty um, says he plays the six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like seeing him, you know, just especially what he can do when he's like able to get downhill and into the paint, like as far as, you know, collapsing the defense, opening things up for his teammates. Yeah. Um, I think that that is, is really, really valuable, uh, especially for a team that is a little guard light. Um, yeah, especially, well, guard light, yeah. I, I mean, especially in terms of like, I mean, we have guards, but like guards who are, you know, point guards. Yeah, the the, the dirty Clippers. <laughs> the term word. I'm looking for is point the, guards, the yeah. dirty Clippers were, yeah. which is you know <laughs> true point guards. Um, so on this season, he's averaging ten and a half, five and a half, and two and a half per game. If you look at his per thirty six versus last season, it is virtually the exact same. Okay. So last season, here's what he averaged: thirteen and a half points, six point nine boards, three point zero assists. 0.8 steals, 0.4 block. This is per 36. This is per 36. Per 36 this year, 13.2 points, 6.8 boards, 3.2 assists, 0.9 steals, and 0.3 block. So one thing, honestly, that surprises me about this is just um, that his numbers aren't closer to his per 36, like that his minutes are low enough that yes. it, th- those numbers aren't like nearly equal for this season. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's a good call. Um, to his actual stats in the per 36 stats. But... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is surprising to me. I think the thing that contextually you have to think about is, A, it's per 36. Uh, <laughs> Will's good. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's not a perfect stat by any means. Uh, it's kind of like predicting the race of someone in a race after their first mile. Yeah, that's uh, a very good call. That does not always work that out. over the next 26.2 miles. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, um, but I, I think the other thing to, to contextualize is that the talent around him was much different last season. Which is very much, you know, you look at his net rating. Last season, he was a plus 13 guy. This season, he's plus four. Yeah. Still pretty good, all things considered. But you're talking about a team that was (laughs) much different. Fourth in the Western Conference versus, you know, hoping to hold down eight. Oh, we're going to hold down eight. Um, His percentages, gone down for three. uh, But, you know, that's, that's just from, you know, he's just had more attempts. Here's the thing. Is this anything? I might be grabbing at straws here. His usage rate is just 0.7% more this season than last season, which kind of makes me question basketball reference in terms of these stats. But also, if that's true, that's a little jarring. I don't know if it's a bad thing, but it's just odd, right? Like he was at 15.1% last year. He's at 15.8% this year. Um... I think it depends. I'd be curious to see what it looks like in games, especially like since Bledsoe has been gone, because I think that oh, usage rate is probably, has definitely looked a little bit different. Um, you know, it, it's been a thing where I do feel like man has had some growing pains some more in this season in that, um, you know, he's just tasked with kind of doing a lot. Uh, yes. And that's not necessarily and sometimes always he doesn't know involved. what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, that's not necessarily always being involved in the offense. You know, sometimes yeah. he's out there to sort of create thing to, to create things. And sometimes when he's deferring, um, you know, that can affect it too. Yeah, um, and we've seen that. It's just 
Just it's been a good. It year is surprising overall. though. You're, you're right though. It, like that is a, the usage is a little surprising. And we'll see what happens in this last stretch of games. But I just we kind of all hope he can close the season out. Like he's been playing these last even before the you know these last three games. He's been great. Yeah, um, been stuffing that stat sheet. Shout out Terrence Mann. Shout out Luke Kennard. Coming up, we're talking uh, some playing opponent watch, and then just a cool kind of collab the Clippers did. But first, Will, if I wanted to bet online, I have no idea. Where can I do that? Oh, you got to check out betonline.net. BetOnline uh, is you know the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It's that time of the year again as the big college basketball tournament is finally upon us. Huge basketball tournament. Oh, love the big basketball tournament. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts and ends. All right, welcome to Shavings. Hey. Hey, this is Shavings. Cool, Shavings. Um, so we're talking playing opponent watch. Uh-huh. Last week, we kind of talked about how hellish the Clippers schedule is. Um, how the Wolves were only a game and a half back of the Nuggets for that sixth seed, how we could maybe see the Nuggets in that sixth seed, or excuse me, in that seventh seed. Looking well, more and more likely. Yes, it's a little terrifying. The Wolves are now a half game out of the Nuggets for sixth, and they're also only a game and a half out of the Mavs for five. So probably going to end up being, you know. Could be looking at a bloodbath in the lower half of that sort of seeding. Yes. So... Let's say it's the Nuggets, because right now the Wolves are playing some pretty damn good basketball. Um, thanks to a new addition, Patrick Beverly. He's a culture changer. He's elite. He's helped that team out a lot. But so how are we feeling about this? If it's, It feels like it's probably going to be the Nuggets. Both we- of these teams <laughs> feel tough. And I mean, I know that we've kind of talked our fair share of smack on the Timberwolves scene as how we've done against them in the regular season. <laughs> But this this Timberwolves team is looking a lot different. They're hitting the peak at the right time. Yes. Uh, And, you know, obviously this Nuggets team is also terrifying. Yes. So historically, like, which which stress do we want? Do we want new stress versus the Timberwolves? Or do we want remind us of one of the worst times uh, fan base wise against the Nuggets? Yeah. With Uh, less on the line. It's um, yeah, it's a. It's a tough coin to flip, and it's the poop dollar of coins. It is the poop dollar of coins. Uh, it's the dookie penny, <laughs> is what it is. I guess if I have to choose, it's the nuggets. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I think it, less know, star power. They say best player in a series usually wins the series. Yeah, we're pretty rough either way. <laughs> So, so you t- you take the Timberwolves over the Nuggets? I mean, it's not an easy choice. It Man, sucks either I don't way. Know. I think I maybe want- <laughs> once again I look at body of work from the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the Nuggets would have to work a lot harder to beat us. You think so? Yeah, they just they just don't have as much. Um, I also think the Minnesota home crowd is going to be terrifying for the playing. Are they going to count this as a playoff game? No, these stats kind of... I'm pretty sure these stats exist, like, oh, in, in Nebulous. Yeah, like, like, in... Yeah, it's a moratorium. 
So if you have a hundred points in the playing game, do you think people would poo-poo it? They'd be like, "Oh, big deal." I, well, where does the stat go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't even take it down. It's not a playoff stat, not a regular season stat. <laughs> just, it imagine, doesn't really exist. Imagine the next time someone scores a hundred points is like the the like the eight nine plan or whatever, but it's the nine seed that loses, and it's just like, oh, this was not worth it. This yeah. is the worst hundred point game ever. <laughs> um. That'll be a good time. Either way, let us know who you'd rather play over Left on Clips. And now, Clippers did a really cool collab with Crenshaw Skate Club, which is awesome. It drops on uh, the 25th. You can pre-kind of register right now. I did, uh, which is great. The uh, Crenshaw Skate Club founder, uh, Toby McIntosh, been a Clippers fan since childhood when he started going to games with his dad. Uh, Crenshaw Skate Club is committed to representing inner-city skaters and skate culture. Their values of inclusion and representation are a natural fit with the Clippers' commitment to leveling the playing field and empowering the next generation to be great. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, uh, it also looks really good. You should check it out on uh, social media or just Google it. I'm sure you can find it on Google. (laughs) Yep, yeah, absolutely can probably find it on Google. Uh, No, just some nice, uh, just hoodies and tees. Nothing better than that. Yeah, it's like cool-looking bubble letters. I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah. You can find it on Google, too, if you check it out. Yeah, Google. Yeah, you can Google. <laughs> um, all right, we got, that about wraps things up. Hope everyone had a good weekend. If you ran the marathon, good for you. Yeah. If you supported, also good for you. If you planned this new course... Go to go straight to hell. Yeah. If big, you live in Santa big Monica... Du- big double birds. Big double bird to everyone in Santa Monica who said, no, the marathon was... We're going to charge too much money so the city can no longer run through Santa Monica and we're they gonna... can double back <laughs> through Century, Century City. city. Anyway, We're going to talk about this more on Locked on Distance Running. Uh, Tuesday's episode, preview of Clippers vs. Jazz. Twitter Tuesday, so send your questions in to at Locked on Clips. We love answering them. Uh, please send them in. Don't ask us when Paul George and Kawhi are coming back. We don't know. Or do yeah. we? We don't. Hmm? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, will if someone wanted to review us, where could they do that? So you could leave a rating or review for us over on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app on your mobile device. You can also review us over on Spotify. That works, you know, on your browser, on your desktop, oh, on, yeah. your, on, on your mobile tablet. device. Tablet. Uh, tablet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, five stars really help the show out. We'll definitely mm-hmm. read your review on air. You can listen to us on either one of those podcasts. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Hey, keep rocking with us. Yeah. It's a good time over here. Playing yes. games coming. It's going to be stressful. It'll be fun, though. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.